Welcome to The Leadership, a business-focused talk show brought to you by The Vested Group. We talk to entrepreneurs, employees, thought leaders, innovators, dreamers, disruptors, and even our own children about what makes us tick on and off the clock. Welcome to a new and exciting edition of The Leadership Talk Show. I have an exciting new host with me, Alexa Wynn. And if you would like to find out more about us, you can find out on thevestedgroup.com. Um, but today we are introducing Maria Magana, a longtime employee. Good to have you here. Thank you. Oh, I'm excited. excited to be here. <laughs> so we like to ask how you found your way to The Vested Group in the beginning. So um, I was working at another consulting group and uh, the role I was in was project-based. So the project that I was on ended, and so there was like a two-week gap period in between. And right during that time, uh, Martha, our recruiter, reached out, and she said she was recruiting for this uh, small consulting company, very small, she said it had like 10 people at that point, and uh, the owner really cared about the people, and uh, he was being very intentional about how he grew the company. Um, and it really sounded like, like a unicorn kind of place. So I, I thought, you know, I wasn't looking, but I thought I'd just go check it out. And so I did, and I fell in love with the place and the people. And it's been seven years, and wow. everything she told me so far has been true. That's awesome. I didn't yeah. realize it's been seven years. Yep. That's yep. amazing. Second floor of the the insurance building That's right. and stuff. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I remember I remember those interviews, and we're like, I don't know, I really like her. I really like her. <laughs> well, I interviewed with, like, every single person <laughs> Back in, the day. in the company. In that Vic, right? No, yes, no, we, that we, was my. We, well, we did some maybe. We did some. some at the office. Though. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I guess like I've I've always heard that Maria was the first person that got interviewed at the bar. Yeah. Well, so. maybe just the one time. I don't know. Just, just the one. Time. Just the yeah. one. But it was. Yeah, you're right. In hindsight, we I think there for a little while because you know it's like when it's so small and you add one person, you're like, well, you should meet them, and so like everybody winds up going. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. Like they at one point they like held up the process because Cedric was out of town for like some projects so he had to come back to make sure that yeah. the last person could interview me yeah that's too funny and that was back when we asked terrible interview questions like you know duck size horse or horse size yes duck or whatever oh, it was, but know. what was your answer though well first of all what was the question i i don't even was that i think that might that have been one, one that one was after what yeah. they did ask me was uh so law did like we played like charades basically <laughs> and so like he was just trying to like see how fast you could think and I, I was not very good at it, but yeah. I'm glad I, I passed. Know. I don't think I didn't see that <laughs> somehow. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think the question was, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck mm -hmm. or like 10 or 100? Or like an army of yeah. duck-sized horses. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. I don't know what I really told you. Yeah. But you were a trooper. That's what I told us. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> I've made it. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your family. Yeah, so I uh, grew up in El Salvador. I am the oldest of four, so it's me and three younger brothers, mm. and my siblings, uh, parents, grandparents, everyone is still back home in El Salvador. So I moved here after I graduated high school to go to TCU, and I met my husband Peter at TCU, and we settled down in Dallas mm. and got married, and now we have two little boys, Julian, who's three and a half, and Sebastian, who's 10 months old. Cute. And Julian ever. is really impressive with his knowledge of trucks, especially fire trucks. Man, he knows his trucks. Yeah. Well, I called him fake baby for at least a year when she first, because I mean, he like never cried. So happy. Like, and you know, walk in and you just hand him to anybody and he'd be all happy. And I was like, um, Maria, that's a fake baby. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> he really did go with like anyone. And the funny thing is Sebastian is a pandemic baby. So he's like the complete opposite. You can't 
like if he's that far from me, he's he's crying. So yeah. we're working on it. I can see that pandemic baby. Yeah. Oh, they have like a whole set of issues. So right? different. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah. There's probably some non-pandemic babies like that too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So the whole family's back in El Salvador still, huh? Do you, how often do you go back? Well, I, mean, I used to. So before COVID, I used to go back uh, at least twice, sometimes three times a year. Um, now I haven't been back in a year and a half. I'm planning on going back for Christmas, but we'll see. It will have been two years at that point. Wow. Yeah. Are you, is your mom still able to come up and everything? She is. Okay. Yeah, she's come up a couple of times. My awesome. dad, too. They both come up to meet the baby. Mm, that's so exciting. Yeah. Okay, and... How would you describe, oh, this is my favorite, actually. So, actually, your mom, how would your mom describe what you do? So, okay, I feel like my parents have a leg up on other parents because two of their kids work at the Vesta Group and do this job. So, um, I feel like they'd get pretty close. And she's in consulting, too. Um, she would know, like, uh, software consulting. My mom would even be able to name NetSuite. My dad might not know the name of the software. Um, but they'd get pretty close. They have a tough job, though, because you've actually transitioned to two truly different jobs a couple yeah. of times. Because you started yes. out with the, just the functional consulting, right? Yep. Yeah, and then you went to... And like writing code, but mm -hmm. more technical, yeah. And then now you're... Aren't you switching? Now, more like on the business intelligence side. Yeah. So, like, yeah, reporting and queries, all that. Yes. So, consulting, yeah. speak. Consulting. So, how would, what would you describe what you do now, this current job? Now, so uh, my role at the Vesta Group is to customize NetSuite uh, for our clients, like whether it's like their business needs or the industry needs. Um, and I do everything from like writing code uh, to building workflows to automate processes. And I'm also doing business intelligence now, which is uh, searches, reporting, and queries to extract data from the from system. This, from their own systems? from uh, NetSuite. So like we'll extract it, like NetSuite has, like it's really great in a lot of areas, but it's it's got some, uh, when it comes to like data manipulation and just the size of the data, you, you oftentimes like need another software to help you get, you know, exactly what you want. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So we covered what you do. Why do you come to work? Uh, the people, I mean, 100% the people. A lot of uh, the people that I work with have become my, my really good friends outside of work, even. Um, so yeah, the, for sure the people. That's a pretty common answer. I think I, I, yeah, for yeah, for common. sure. But you get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's because it's true. It's true. Know? And it's consistent, right? So that, yeah. There must be something to it. Yeah. 100%. All right. So our next one is because some people do want to be in business intelligence when they're mm -hmm. really little, but. What did you want to do when you were little? <laughs> so I, I feel like I had two, uh, like, big phases in my life. So the first was when I was, like, under 10 years old. I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast. And I did gymnastics for about 10 years. And we trained, like, super long hours, uh, like, over 20 hours a week. Um, and then uh, by the time I was, like, 12, I was, like, way too old and way too tall to make that dream happen, so I retired. <laughs> and, uh, and then I moved into, I, I thought I wanted to be a doctor at that point. So I went to a camp for kids who want to be doctors at, at Johns Hopkins University. Awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. It's, it's like a boot camp where they like try to like prove you wrong. Like 
you know, they show you like all the unpleasant parts of being a doctor. That and didn't sound fun, actually. It, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Like, what? It, but it worked though, because I came home and I, you know, it was very clear that this was not for me. Mm. So. What did they show you? Like, what did you? They just showed you like videos of surgeries, like, okay. like, very clear, you know, like scopings and like they'd you'd go. So yeah, that was too much for me. That sounds terrible. I can't believe yeah. they do. <laughs> I know, because we were young. I was like 14, 15. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Although I actually loved that stuff when yeah. I was 14 and 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like your youngest at gags. Can't even. I mean, like one little drop of blood, and she's. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. It is an eight. It's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny, though. That is funny. And a lot of people that have come through the show have trended towards wanting to be doctors. Yeah. Doctors yeah. and professional athletes. Yeah. And you hit both of them. I yeah, both of them. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Although I feel free for the, the Olympics thing. Although I think it's better now. Because remember how they used to, like, you, no matter what the age was, so they, like, literally had, like, 12 and 13-year-olds. Yeah. Being, but now I think they made it like a minimum age, you know, and so they can't. Yeah, they can't. and now like older girls go too. Like yeah. I think there yeah, was like a, there stuff. was like a forty-year-old this year. Yeah, yes, she's been, been all the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, in at least like six or mm -hmm. something. Yeah, yeah. But, but I this is the last one. It just seemed older. Okay. Like they were in their twenties and stuff mm -hmm. too. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I remember them all being like prepubescent not right. that long ago. You know, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, our yeah. Olympic team's average age is older than I think like China and Russia, for example. Uh, yeah, so. But, that's probably for the best. Yeah. It does seem a little warpy, you know, how yeah. Yeah. the things they do. So that's good. Yeah, we have to fact check me on that, though, because I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But I can see where you might have been a little too tall, though. Still. A little, just a little bit. I actually, I broke my foot twice just out of, like, like other girls didn't have to, like, tuck their feet in. And no. I, I was like, this isn't for Ugh. me. Yeah, right. it would be, I guess you have to jump higher if you're... You, you know, do, that. yeah, yeah. I you know just never... Like, you know how in the Olympics you see them walking by, too, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that girl must be huge because they're walking next to another one, and you're like, oh, that one's 5'2". Like, and they're like, yeah. What? I mean, like, wait, what yeah. does that mean? <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, the conversation happens more than once, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. definitely. For sure. Um, in your past seven years, what has been your favorite workplace tradition? So my favorite workplace tradition, it's actually coming up now. It's okay. the state fair. Mm. Um... So I, I love getting to see everyone's families and it's cool to just get to take the afternoon off and take your kids to the fair. Um, that's always a lot of fun and get your annual corn dog too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And healthy. There's nothing about the fair that's not healthy. Yeah. That's right. Well, I mean, you walk it off, right? You I mean, do walk it the off. Filth yeah. And yeah. The food, I don't know. And yeah. you stand outside, you probably sweat it out. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're detoxifying. Yeah, you're detoxing mm -hmm. as you're... As you're frying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It is fun though. Yeah, I like that. Because it also too, like, you go on a day when it's like a weekday, so it's mm. not, you know, packed with people. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, you weekend, don't go then. Yeah. yeah. Stay away from there. <laughs> so um, what do you wish people knew about you outside of TVG? So I, I wish people knew that I'm not from here. So um, I feel like the longer that I live here, the more that gets lost. And like my upbringing in El Salvador is a huge part of who I am. So I just would like people to know that. Blending. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I can tell a funny story about different thing here than El Salvador is the time that you, <laughs> you came in and you had lost a package because you didn't know yes. that USPS and UPS were different things. And you, <laughs> <laughs> you went 
dropped one off at the wrong place. I actually never got that package back. <laughs> and it, you know what it was? It was uh, ACL tickets. Oh, no. no. Yeah, so it was like a very valuable package. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. But I didn't remember yeah. that story. And we're like, oh, yeah, you don't think about it, right? You're yeah. like, oh, yeah, those are really different. But I can see where... They sound really similar. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like the same thing. So, what happened? Did you, were you able to go? Or um, they were able to like cancel those and like ship new ones to the person I sold them to. You made a scalper very happy that day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But anyway, that, I'm sure there's more. But that one I thought was like, oh yeah. Yeah, that was a culture culture shock. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the beginning of it for sure. Yeah. So outside of music festivals um, and work, what do you do for fun? So with two very little boys, there's like, it's hard to carve out time for yourself. Uh, but I've gotten really into indoor cycling right now. Mm -hmm. We got a Peloton over the pandemic. So, and they have these really cool workouts that are like 20, 30 minutes. So super short and very intense. And so like, that's something that I can, I can commit to like 20, 30 minutes. So I've been doing a lot of that. It's, it's good for people that don't have like a whole hour to devote to a workout. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be so scared about getting one because knowing myself, it'd become like my clothes rack, you know? Oh, yeah. So. It either becomes your clothes rack or like you get like addicted to it. Yeah. I feel like it, I, there's I, no I in between. Alexa, sure. I think clothes rack would be the way I would go for you. I don't know. I'm not great yeah. at, I'm not say, great I at working out at be home. like, oh, hey, I'm actually riding that bike four hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> more likely. I did four workouts today. Yeah. No big deal. Casual. Love that. Those teachers are great. Yeah. 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 Do you ever do like group rides and stuff like that? Yes. Those are the best. Like, yeah. it's so, it really does feel like you're like not at home by yourself. Yeah. It's weird. Like, do they like simulate being out on the road or just like the class? So there's a, it's like a live class. So there's like someone in a studio writing, but then there's a leaderboard. So like you connect with people from like all over the U.S. And now they're like in Australia, a bunch of other places. Um, and you like race each other. So like, mm -hmm. like as you like people pass you, they'll like high five you. That's awesome. You're like, oh my gosh. So wait, are you on camera during these rides? You can there is a camera i okay. still i've never used it so yeah. i don't really know where that fits in <laughs> yeah. i want to know where that camera is is it like right in front of you like are you riding directly into the camera is it like i would have to be yeah. right? you yeah. have to be behind you can you choose right? a different angle well i mean it kind of <laughs> depends on the perspective right I guess. So, yeah. Although, people might, well, maybe people might want to look at your butt. I don't know. I mean. Yeah. Well, it's like a monitor. So like ah. it, it is, it's like your, your laptop. Yeah. Yeah. It's right there. Oh, man. Yeah. So this is a little tough question kind of during the pandemic, but what is the funniest thing that's happened to you recently? So this actually happened during the pandemic. Um, so I, uh, we, we were just stuck at home one of those days and it was super hot outside and Julian was like bouncing off the walls board. And so I decided to take him to the pet store um, because I didn't want to go to the zoo mm -hmm. naturally, right? And there's animals. So we went to the pet store and uh, like one thing led to another and we walked out of there with a fish and I came home and I like swore to Peter, like, I will take care of this fish. Like, you don't have to do a thing. And of course, like within 30 minutes, Julian was not interested, <laughs> done with the fish. And what like, kind of fish was it? It was a beta. It was a really beautiful, like blue beta. Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can't help but notice you're saying was, you're using past head. Well, they don't, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> they don't have a long, let me finish. <laughs> so so uh, I, uh, I was like left to tend to this fish, right? He no longer cares about it. So I kept forgetting to change the water 
and feed it. So like Peter starts feeding it every day. Um, and it, once a week we're supposed to change the water, but I forget every week. And so Peter's like, hey, you know, there's a pond like down the road, like I'm happy to take the fish over. Um, Wait, isn't that an environmental disaster? Like we're not supposed to be doing that? That's how, I mean, that's how they're bow constrictors in Florida yeah, now or something. Yeah. Okay, wait, yeah, I'll yeah. let you finish. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, I got this, like, let me. And then another week passed and I forgot again. And he was like, hey, the pond, I can take it. I was like, nope, I got this. Um, and then one week I was looking for the fish to change the water and it was gone. And I like, like, I was like shocked, even though we had talked about this. And uh, it, the really funny thing is that he said that he had taken it out uh, over two weeks ago. Oh. So, like, the fish was gone for almost Ooh. three weeks and no one noticed. Yeah. <laughs> that is tough to argue. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, Benny the beta is, I'm sure, living his best life in the... I'm sure he's in... in all kinds of stuff. There's probably a whole beta pond. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. going to become one of those invasive species. Yeah. <laughs> but they're pretty. Yeah, I mean, but they they're pretty. Them, right? Better than goldfish, I guess. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, mean, I think actually betas live in like dirty puddles wherever they're from, so they can tolerate oh, really? that pretty well. Yeah. yeah, I actually don't know anything about beta fishes. Fish, fishes? Fish? Fish eye. Fish? Fish eye. <laughs> <Fish eye. laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they're like, they don't get along very well with others, right? So. Oh, yeah. Because the, the male, like uh -huh. in, the, in the pet store, they keep them in like one tiny container because they'll fight each other yeah. to death. Wow. So do you know if yours was like a girl or? It was a boy. Okay. And it was a fighter. Okay. Would he like find his own reflection and stuff or? Uh, no, we never, we, yeah, not yeah. when I was around at yeah, least. That's rough, man. Yeah. You got yeah. a mirror in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I definitely, like, I had a friend with a beta fish in college and that fish kind of was its own demise, you know? I feel like that's like a Greek myth kind of, you know? Yeah. There's something there mm -hmm. where you kind of just ruin your own life. I don't aggressive, know. Too aggressive for your own good. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, well, you walk outside and you are reunited with your betta fish. And incidentally, next to the betta fish is this $15 million lottery ticket, a winning lottery ticket. Okay. What do you do? So um, I would take care of all the like important stuff first, like pay off the house and set aside like a college fund for my kids. And then I've always wanted to do something in El Salvador, like help in some way. And I, I believe that education is key to like breaking the cycle of poverty. Um, so I would, I would do something around education to like help, help kids go to school that wouldn't otherwise be able to. That's awesome. Do you, would you have like a specific age or demographic that you're focusing on? Um, I don't, not, not really. Yeah. Um, I like like elementary. I mean, that's like critical, right? That's where you start out. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's probably where you can get the, the biggest amount of people hooked, yeah. I guess. So yeah, bang for your buck. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Does Salvador have a public school system? Is what was that? You have a public school system? We do. Yes. Yeah, but a lot of it, like, um, it's not like we have like safety problems in El Salvador with uh, like yeah, yeah. gang violence and all that. So a lot of it, um, it's just not safe to go to school. So a lot of kids just don't oh, yeah. because of that. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, on a different note. Um, <laughs> note you've had to pick one song to play whenever you came into a room what would it be so i am a i'm a really big fan of the smiths so i don't know why but i just feel it in my heart that it would have to be this charming man okay 
I, I don't have an explanation for it, but it has a really cool intro, and I know that I would never get bored of it. Oh, that's a bold statement. I feel like if you had to hear it every single time, you might, yes. you might get sick of it. Yeah. That's probably mean, why you should pick a bad song, so you know, so that you don't, uh, you write something you already hate, because you're going to, yeah. like when you set your alarm to the whatever the song is, and then you, yeah. you start to dread it. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Tough one. Yeah. You're CEO tomorrow. What's the first thing you do? Um, so the first thing I do is hire back Jill Patterson. <laughs> and then the second thing I do is I would, well, right now, I, I feel like we're living like in unprecedented times. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like the safety and health of my employees would be important. So start working towards like getting everyone vaccinated in some form or fashion. I don't know what that would look like. Um, but yeah, I think that would be my top priority. Yeah. Health and welfare. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do anything else yes. if, if employees aren't healthy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Totally. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you all for joining us. To learn more about The Vested Group, visit thevested.com or go to YouTube and check out our channel. Search The Vested Group. Thanks and see you next time.